1: So I was in the shower, oh, I was yeah. cleaning my ass and making all
2: shirts all sparkly, you, clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> <laughs> I just checked myself out. We music, like, and then up A
1: glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. i air of a magic around Which means
2: your pants had better come off. Mama needs to playtime. Gonna... Uh, uh,
1: we're not sluts. We just
2: love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of By the Bye. Hello. How you going? Good. How are you? Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So we've been through another week. We've made it.
1: We survived.
2: And we have a fair bit to look forward to.
1: Mostly weddings.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, a little bit of that, yes.
1: We have officially moved out of pride season and we are now in wedding season.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for us anyway.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. So we're kind of curious to see what the next season is. And I yeah, I know.
2: Right? <laughs> well, we do have, so there are two parties coming up in April. One of them is not sponsored by us or really has anything to do with us, but we like the organizers and it was a fun time when we went and that is is The Erotic Ball is going to be in Adelaide on April 22nd.
1: Yes. And if you want to find out more about that, you can go to www.theeroticball.com.au. I know this one's in Adelaide. So of mm-hmm. course, unfortunately, we won't be able to be there. But they are doing a partnership with the brilliant folks over at The Rabbit Hole, which if you've been a long time listener, you know that it, they are one of our favorite. Uh, swingers clubs here in Australia and uh, they're a great little spot to check out. So uh, you can also check the rabbit hole out. Uh, I don't know what their website is, but it's probably something like uh, the dot com. but just <laughs> Google it, Google the rabbit hole swingers club, Adelaide.
2: Just uh, Google that. Yeah. Google that.
1: Uh, but, or you can just go to the dot au, and I'm sure they've got something connecting them to yeah. the rabbit hole. Yeah. Good fun.
2: And then the week after that on April 28th,
1: that's the next Pendulum Party.
2: Yes, coming up is super exciting, so I'm very, very excited to go and have another Pendulum Party and, and yeah. be in maybe a little slutterella there.
1: Oh my God, Angela, it's going to be a slutterella. I hope so. Sort of shocked.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Should be fun. I'm excited for it as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do we have anything else? Yes, we do have something else uh-huh. here in a few months, eight months.
2: Some months, some I some don't months know. months away, yeah.
1: We have our next escape to the tropics. Mm -hmm. Once again, we are going to far north Queensland. And uh, we've got this little hideaway, hitaway, so that we can go hideaway and (laughs) ho-away. Hidey-ho.
2: Hidey-ho. Hidey-ho.
1: Yes, that is November 8th through the 14th. 13th. So close. (laughs) (laughs) But I will be there in spirit until the 14th.
2: (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, if you're interested in joining us for that, uh, you can go to our website and check it out. You can also look at exclusively RHP's website. You can go to RHP and look at the events there. But, yeah, if you're interested, come join us. It'll be a fun, fun time.
1: Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. Yay. So one more self-plug here, which is if you want to join our conversation on Discord, all you got to do is support us at any level on Patreon. That's www.patreon.com and then slash by the by podcast. We have a great little Discord community, and today's episode is brought to you by (laughs) some of the folks over at our Discord community. Why? Because we have a channel where we're like, what do you want us to chat about on the podcast? And sometimes there's questions, sometimes there's statements, sometimes there's both questions and statements. We're going to see, we've got one question coming up here, and we're going to see how far we get with it. We may end up getting to another one, or it might be a future episode. So, you know, stay tuned.
2: No idea where we're going with this. No idea. No idea. idea. But the question that was proposed to us on Discord is, can you be less well off and have fun? The cost of playing is huge. And we're going to kind of talk through, you know, what the cost is, what it can be, and... And ways to do it expensively, ways to do it cheaply, but they're right. Like generally, if you're looking at a lot of things within the swinging lifestyle, and I'm also going to open this up to kink, we might touch on them separately because they're slightly different worlds when you're talking about cost and what adds to those costs, but it can be expensive if you look at like doing all the things. So if you're paying for memberships on a bunch of different websites, if you're paying to go to clubs all the time. If you're buying really nice, expensive lingerie frequently, you know, if you're looking at vacations and going away, if you're going out on a lot of dates, depending on what you're doing for the dates and what you're spending and how many, it can add up. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh,
1: I did a little bit of Internet research and some of the some of the, the research I found was basically saying you could spend anywhere between 16 and a half and twenty thousand dollars a year.
2: Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: I mean, now if, if we'll you want dive, to, right? Yeah. If yeah, you yeah. wanted to, yeah. if you wanted to, and we'll dive into what that would look like. But yeah. So let's start with probably, I'm going to say the, how you find people. Mm-hmm. So we would look at websites, right? Yep. Look, I think that one of the things we should talk about too is cost has two different meanings in my mind. It's either money
0: mm-hmm. or time yep,
1: and sometimes both. And with, you know, with both of those, I think maybe you have a corollary, which is emotional distress. (laughs) (laughs) And the websites can do that. Are
2: you saying therapy? (laughs) Right,
1: right. So if you look at the, the cost to build a profile for a couple, there is the subscription fee, which again, me doing just a little bit of sort of, you know, cursory glances at costs. We are looking at anything from $15, $20 $15, $20 for a month up to, you know, a yearly subscription. That could be 80 to 150 mm-hmm. depending on what websites you go to. Mm-hmm. And that is also going to be greatly dependent on where you live. Now, you can do things like Tinder or uh, I think now Match.com has, I think Match just recently or Tinder did come out with what you're looking for is open or ethical non-monogamy or, yeah. or, or polyamory. Yeah. So you can define yourself, but then again, you might need to pay in order to get all the features. Mm. That's a expense, can be an expensive cost and is also an ongoing cost.
2: And it's also a question of if you're paying for apps, is there only one that you're going to use or one website or are there multiple? Yeah. Because if you're paying for multiples, then of course, then you're you're just adding to the cost. But a lot of people, I would say, find one for their local region or maybe the, what they consider the better one for them and they stick with that. Yeah. So for most people, it's probably only going to be one website that they're paying for. And most that likely. would likely be a monthly fee, maybe yearly.
1: But then if you decide to do it on the cheap, just to give, so I, my, I guess my goal for this podcast is to say, this is how much it can be, but this is how much it could be. Mm-hmm. And if you try to do it on the cheap, you can do things like field uh, you can do you know grinder if that's what you're looking for because there are a lot of buy men on grinder who really just want to have a threesome. They they exist,
2: and we found people on Tinder as well. But it's also making it very clear in our profile as to what we want. Which I mean, we also know people don't really read profiles, but at least it's there. And you know, you used to say that like one of your first questions when you would match with somebody is, "Did you read my profile?" Yeah. Before we waste any more time, did you actually read this? Yeah.
1: And most people don't. They just look at my sexy pictures and just say, right. <laughs> I mean, it just happens. I can't help it. But like, that's something that you can, if you do it on the cheap and don't pay for it, you often get limited. For instance, on the Swinger sites, you're often limited to the number of messages you can send. You're rarely limited on the number of messages you receive, but you might be only to, I think, uh, RHP, Red Hot Pie down here, they only allow you to send five messages a day if you are a free member.
2: And I guess that's another trade-off when you're looking at the time involved is if you're able to pay for a membership to a site and able to then curate more what you're getting and the matches that you're getting and who you're being connected with, then that's less time that you're going to spend culling through, looking through sites, you know, looking at potential matches because we all know how much time you can waste on things like tender and stuff like that.
1: They're an absolute time suck. Yeah. Like you open it up two hours have gone by <laughs>
2: there.
1: Like if you're, if you're really actively doing it. Yeah. But so then you've got your, your, it's a lot of effort and time going into it. Can you do it on the download cheap? Yes. Can you do it on the more expensive side? Yes. And you'll find that some of the, some of the profiles out there will only speak to you if you're a paid member, mm-hmm. at least again on the swinging. I'm, I'm using red hot pie as one of my, is sort of my, yeah as my bar, because that's the one we have the most experience with, Mm. but you know, that, that sucks. So my advice would be, if you want to go down the app route, then find one that fits within your budget and, you know, sign up for a month, see how you use it for a month. And if you really like it, then sign up for the six to month to a year, because you do get, you know, it's cheaper, right. Per month. So give it a go, see how you go. And put a lot of effort into it, meaning you know, make sure you get good pictures, make sure you have like, written full sentences, <laughs> describe exactly what you want, put as much effort into building the the profile as you can.
2: Yeah, and also the filtering of who you want to match with and that kind of thing to see if it if there's the right kind of people on that site for you.
1: Yeah, agreed, one hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, that can be expensive, but for me, I think that that's probably. If you're trying to do the lifestyle on the cheap, that's one that you probably should hold on to, at least in the beginning. Mm. And we'll talk about sort of fanning out from that. I've got an, I've got an idea. (laughs) So what do you think? I mean, do you have anything that's after profiles? And I should say also, um, pictures, when it comes to pictures, they don't have to be professional pictures. They can be cute pictures that you've taken with your partner Um, always have pictures of both partners. That's you're much better off. I like pictures singly and pictures together. That's what I look for. But, and I like seeing pictures of you doing stuff, walking on the beach, boating, skiing,
2: something that shows personality,
1: flying, you know, jumping out of an airplane, parachute, Mm. whatever, something that shows your personality and that you're, you know, you've got a sense of adventure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I would say, and there's so many different places to go with this, I know, right? but I would say when you're meeting up with other couples, so once you've found somebody that you're interested in, okay, and then you're going to meet up with them, you know, how do you do that and how can you do it? Obviously, we know how you can do it very expensively, but how could you do it less expensively? Because very often people will want to meet in a public space, but not too public, and so it often means going to a bar or a restaurant, catching up for a drink. Which is the other thing you think about is if you're not a drinker, you know, what do you what do you do and how do you handle that? But what are some places where you can go? Because let's be honest, going out for drinks can get quite expensive and especially if you're doing it frequently. So one thing may be if you're wanting to save a little money or if you don't have a lot of money to put into this, maybe you vet people a bit more online, talk to them a bit more and make it clear up front that, hey, I'm not leading you on. I just want to make sure that we actually have a connection before we meet in person. Yeah. But maybe you don't meet people as frequently, whereas, you know, if otherwise you can go like gangbusters. I mean, there have been times that we've met people two, three, four times a week. Yeah. New yeah. people every yeah. time, right?
1: And each time we go to a bar, each time we have yeah. two to three drinks and each time it ends up being 60, 70 bucks. It's, ex- it is expensive. It
2: gets expensive. And so, you yeah, know, we might back off and say, okay, we're willing to do that once a week or every other week or once a month, whatever. Yeah. But,
1: and I would also suggest a-, a way to do it a little cheaper is maybe do brunch or lunch. Mm. You don't have to go out at dinner. So you could do a Saturday, Sunday brunch or a Saturday, Sunday lunch. Oftentimes, at least here in Sydney, and I know in larger cities, sorry, suburbia, but there are cafes or restaurants that'll do bottomless lunches. Yeah. So you might do, you know, you pay 20 bucks and you get a bottomless mimosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a beer or wine drinker, maybe that's not the thing. But like, look, I, there are ways to do it. Lunch is typically a cheaper meal to purchase when you're going out. Um, or if you want to get really kind of different, buy your own and go on a picnic. Meet people in a park on a, uh, uh, for a picnic. Like, I... If somebody suggested that to me, it's funny. I think if I had spoken to them a bit online and we'd had a group chat going, then I would find that really endearing. Mm. Cool. You want to put the effort in for a picnic. That's kind of neat.
2: Yeah. And if you're not drinking alcohol, you know, you can do coffee dates, so you can always do something like that. Uh, or you can just go to a bar and, and get something like a lemon lime bitters or something that's non alcoholic. Like, yeah. I don't really feel like that should be alcohol prohibitive. Alcohol is
1: not, a, is not a, a must. Yeah. But no. I mean- I mean, realistically, it is for me.
2: I mean, yeah. (laughs) But I
1: have a problem.
2: Um, (laughs) But I do think it's easier to meet people as well over something like a drink. And I think that's just a cultural thing that we've established, as opposed to you don't really want to meet a new person to go out for some activity that you're then stuck in for a long time, right? Exactly. So you want to make it something that you can get out, and and you might even make it clear that I'm only here for a set amount of time. That's also going to limit how much you're going to spend, because it might mean you only have one drink or two instead of lots yeah
1: and we've done that as well where we're like hey we definitely want to meet you all but we only have an hour an hour and a half yeah so you know an hour and a half that's only what six seven drinks (laughs) kidding i'm joking (laughs) uh but right you could leave that could be a a drink or two Mm -hmm. or you you can split a bottle with somebody like it's there there are ways around it and i think that that's something that you could go very pricey or you could go a little less expensive
2: yeah yeah especially if you're just getting like a an inexpensive beer or wine, something like that.
1: So another thing that you could do along that line, if you didn't want to meet just one person, again, going back to websites like RHP, oftentimes swingers websites will have events. Mm -hmm. And most of the time the meet and mingles are free. So that allows you to, even if you are not a paid member, you can still express interest and get information ongoing. So that allows you to go to a restaurant or pub and meet a lot of people in one fell swoop. And that might allow you to, you know, you could branch off from there. But I think that would be something that you go in. Again, you have one drink. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. You just go in, mingle around the bar, talk to people. It does require the effort of being able to walk up to someone you've never met before and going, hi, how are you? <laughs> My name is
2: what? My name is, ooh. You know. But I think meet and mingles are also really great for people who either don't go out as often, so you only have, if you've got kids especially, maybe you only have one opportunity a month or every quarter or every six months, however frequently it is. But if you don't have very many opportunities, it's a great way to meet a lot of people at once yeah. and to to be able to, you know, just up your chances a bit. Also, if you're driving in or you're traveling from somewhere that's a bit more remote, then it might be be a good opportunity to use mingles the same kind of way as you can make those contacts. And it doesn't mean that you, you know, you'll very often follow up afterwards and maybe have more conversations and more interactions with people or meet them at a separate time, but it's a good chance just to have that initial conversation, initial, Hey, do I like you? Do I not? Do we connect? Do we have something in common? And so mingles I think are really great, not just for if you're on a budget, but if you're time poor if you're coming in from somewhere far away, again, you want to maximize the, the amount of people that you can meet while you're there. And I think the Mingles are a really, really good way to do it. Some clubs as well, some swingers clubs will also do them.
1: Yeah. Like Our Secret Spot does sort of on their newbie night, they do a meet and Mingle that I don't think you have to be registered to stay. You can come do the meet and Mingle and then just go away. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's great. Mm. And then groups like exclusively RHP, you know, that's one of the things we've done with them multiple times. We've done a couple with the podcast. So it's a great way to meet people who have, again, similar. It, it's almost like they're pre-vetting it for you, right? Yeah. So that's, I think that's a nice, that's a nice touch. Yeah. Um, so you kind of touched on something that we should probably at least acknowledge, which is if you are remote and you're coming in, you're going to have to pay for accommodation, very likely. Sure. And that is something that I don't have an on the cheap for. I think that you can you know, with, with certain, with certain, uh, websites, you know, you can find cheaper accommodation, but it's going to be hard to to get around that. So that is something, if you live remotely and are having to travel into a city in order to, to do these things, try to double up. Can you get work to pay for it? You know, if you have work in, in the city, you know, maybe your partner can take a day off, come in and, and they can hang out while you work and you spend the night you know, spend an extra night, maybe a Friday night, and then go home on Saturday. Um, oftentimes, at least with my company, you know, our company would pay for that. And that would be, oh, okay, that's a win-win. We don't have to, that's something we don't have to pay for. If you're not that fortunate, um, one of the things, if you see this is something you're going to do often, be brand loyal. So if you join, say, Accor a or Hilton or whatever, you get rewards. And then you can always use points to trade in and get free nights. It's, is that the best solution? Well, you could also <laughs> camp, but yeah, I mean, there's there's always ways where there's a will, there's a way.
2: And also you were talking about doubling up with work, but you can also double up and try to set up multiple dates, multiple connections with people, have a lunch date, have an afternoon, have an evening. If you're going to the club, maybe have a brunch the next morning or something, but just try to see if you can kind of, you know, kill multiple birds with a stone if you so to speak. I Why mean, Why are we always so mean to birds? I don't know. I don't like it, but it's a or, phrase. Or there's more than <laughs> yeah. one way to skin a cat. Yeah. I mean, we
1: we on this podcast do not to <laughs> harming animals.
2: I really don't. Really, really don't. Uh, but you, you can try to see if you can line multiple things up at once. And I know we have some dear friends out in WA who don't get opportunity to connect with people as often as we're lucky to. And they've tried that, and sometimes it works out, and sometimes one of them falls through. But you know what? You've got another one scheduled. So right,
1: yeah. And and the other thing is, like, make a weekend of it. Yeah. Make a vacation of it. Use your time off and and lump other things in with it. So if you're already going on holiday or you're already going somewhere to meet family, you know, tell your family, look, we just want to have date night. We want to go out and, you know, do what we do. And what you do might be meeting other people in that <laughs> location and there's nothing wrong with that. So there are things that you can do and ways to get around living yeah. out in remotely, I should say.
2: Yeah. Uh, one of the other things that we've touched on is going to swingers clubs. And so you're going to have entry fees for clubs, parties, that type of thing. And those can vary anywhere from, I mean, for a couple, you're probably looking at easily $70, $80. Up to $200, yeah, depending.
1: Depending on where you are.
2: Yeah. So if you're a single female, you can often get in for cheaper than that. Um,
1: and if you're a single fella, it's probably more expensive. That's true. <laughs> uh, gen- the only gender bias that's good for the ladies.
2: Yeah. But there are, there is going to be a cost to those events. And so it might, again, be timing event types of things like that with can you, part- especially if you are traveling, can you partner it with other dates and things like that? Uh, make sure that if you're going to go to a venue and it's not something that you're going to do frequently because of the cost make, or even a house party, something like that, make sure you look at any requirements that you look at club rules, house rules. You look at if there's any particular theme, you can even call them and talk to them and, and kind of get a feel for the place. If it's not a place you've been to before and you want to make sure that this is the right match for you because you don't really want to waste your, your time and your money going to somewhere that you're not maybe going to be comfortable with. And or especially if there's a theme, well, of course, then you might need to dress up or at least put forth a little bit of effort into it. And so you want to make sure that 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 fits with you as well.
1: Yeah. So along that line and look, I'm going to say that for for me and for I know some of our listeners that clubs are the way to go. Like they really like clubs because, again, you can meet a lot of people at once. You have a lot of opportunity and you have a fixed window of playtime. Also,
2: you're in an environment that feels sexy and you feel like it takes you out of your normal environment. And it kind of gives for me, I think it gives a lot of people that extra confidence, that extra boost to kind of maybe push themselves a little further than they would normally and be more talkative and and actually be more interactive with people.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's it is one of those things that when you're in a sexy environment, you feel sexy or it's Mm. easier to feel sexy, I should say. So, yeah, I that's one I would highly recommend. I know it is on the more pricey side and it might not be something you do often, but you know, you never know. So maybe a club has a a frequent travelers (laughs) program or something. Uh, You know, every 10th stamp is free, (laughs) you know, but talk to the club owners and talk to, you know, people like, is there, is there anything you can do to, to cut the cost? I don't know. Uh, Don't tell Lawrence I suggested that.
2: (laughs) Well, also the other thing is to look at the clubs and see if, they serve alcohol, serve drinks, and or is it BYO? Because like at our secret spot, it's BYO, which is great because then you can basically make it as, you can bring what you want to drink, right? So you can make it as inexpensive as you want or not. And even there's many a night that we've taken non-alcoholic liquors and things. So I always call it my not gin and tonics because it's yeah. it's non-alcoholic gin. But it's a nice way to kind of feel like you're, you know, part of the social drinking things without actually having to partake of alcohol. It's also a lot cheaper.
1: Well, and on top of that, like, for instance, again, our secret spot, they they don't serve alcohol, but all of the mixers are free. So if you yeah. want to come in and just drink soft drinks yeah. or juices or waters, sparkling water, still water, that's all completely free. Yeah. But then you have places like uh, Between Friends down in Melbourne where they have a full wine bar with some foods that you can get. And the prices are decent. They're not they're yeah. not trying to cheat you out of money because their goal is for you to come back and have sex again, right? So <laughs> I find that, at least in our experience, even the ones in the U.S. that sold alcohol, the price for alcohol is pretty fair. Yeah. So if you're going to go... When I was
2: in London, it was not so fair, but that's different. Oh, uh,
1: fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Um, But I think that a lot of these places will also have a menu online or you can call them and ask them. I think that there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So there are more expensive and cheaper ways to do it. Some places we've seen, if you're there for a weekend and there's a weekend pass where you go on a Friday night and a Saturday night and it is, it's a little more expensive than one night, but it's a lot less expensive than two nights. Yeah. Ask the owners about that. Some places, if you just chat to the owners, They'll be like, you know what, well, you know, if you're going to come one night, come both nights. Mm. Because, again, they, what they are looking for is people to evangelize them. <laughs> they want you to go home, talk to your friends who are sexy friends, and say, hey, the last time I was here, this is where I went. Mm. This was the experience I had, and it was great. Mm. So, yeah, try that. Talk to people. I think that's one of the great ways to save money. Yeah. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. Just around the corner is one of the greatest holidays of all time. Why? Well, it's Saint Patty's Day. That's right. Are you wanting to get lucky? Well, one place you can guarantee to get lucky is at AdamAndEve.com. AdamAndEve.com. You go there. You use checkout code by the by. That's b y t h e b i, and you will get fifty percent off one of your items. You'll get free shipping six videos on demand and some extra little fun things thrown in your box. It'll be delightfully good fun. I got lucky at adamandeve.com and the people who saw me get lucky with my adamandeve.com stuff, they were green with envy. And do you know why St. Patrick's Day is so special to me? Well, legend has it. I was conceived on St. Patrick's Day, or at least that's what the text says from my mom every fucking year. Congratulations on your conception day. So maybe you'll get lucky and use a prophylactic. So adamandeve.com, you should check out code by the by and you get all the amazing stuff that we talked about. So here we are with, again, our wonderful friends over at Curious Humans with one of their ultimate icebreaker game that is Aussie Humans. Now, if you're in the States... This is going to be great because you're not going to understand half of the cards in here. But you're going to love trying to figure it out. It's like when we came down here and tried to understand the uh, Australian version of Cards Against Humanity. You'll have to look up some things. But this one card here, I love it. The card says, and it's one, this is a friends and family one, right? You could ask your children this one. I have survived a Category 5 cyclone.
2: Or hurricane for those in the Northern Hemisphere.
1: Or hurricane if you're in the North Because apparently they're different. I don't know. So... I have. They, uh,
2: they they swirl different ways, Bradford.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. So like, <laughs> like I the enjoy, toilet. <laughs> I enjoy a swirly just as much as the next person, but like, my I like my swirlies against my brown uh, eye, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm. Uh, I have survived a Category Five cyclone. I have not. I have not been in even a Category One cyclone because I live in Sydney, and most of those are up on the northern, or yeah, the northern part of the continent. Angela, I'm assuming you're the same. Um, no. Unless you consider the US and a hurricane. If
2: we talk about hurricanes, I've been in multiple category 4s, never oh, a 5.
1: So close and yet so far. But
2: not cyclones. No, yeah. we did we did survive. I forget what it was. It was a little cyclone when we went up to Kansas the first time.
1: Oh, that's right! It was a category one. It was
2: like a one or a two, and then we went out. They kept calling
1: it a triclone.
2: Yeah, and we went out snorkeling the day after it went through, and it was very sandy and a mess.
1: It was like it was like trying to see the Great Barrier Reef through um, <laughs> through a mud puddle. It, yeah. was, it was great. We saw so little, <laughs> so little. Uh, yeah. So there you go. If you want to play Curious Humans, any of them the the morbid ones, the Aussie ones, the sexy ones. I don't remember all of them. The base game is great as well. Go to CuriousHumansGame.com. Use checkout code BYTHEBY. You'll get 10% off. B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. 10% off. I mean, come on, y'all. It's, it's a no-brainer. Okay, so one thing you're going to need, whether or not you are going to a club or you're going to have... You know, you're going to get naked in front of people. One thing you're going to want is something nice that you're wearing under your clothing.
2: Yes, that is very true. Now, some
1: of us can go commando. And when they when I say I'm going to slip into my lingerie, I just take my pants off. (laughs) And people are like, God damn, will you put that thing away? (laughs) I'm so (laughs) sick of that thing. Uh, But Angela, tell Mm -hmm. us about ladies lingerie. Look, how expensive can it get?
2: Oh, it can get very expensive. I mean, I've seen bras for seven hundred to a thousand dollars for a bra. That's yeah, just here, so basically
1: it, like two napkins holding your tits up.
2: Well, probably less than two napkins actually, because it's very tiny. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you I mean, put
1: coasters on there. You go. Oh my god, you could do coasters. Yeah, and like yeah,
2: because yeah. if you end up with like bra panties and then like the little garter thing. Um, you know, just a few little pieces like that. We've seen sets for close to $2,000. Yeah, I would say it's not uncommon for you to have to pay, uh, well, let me do some quick math here. Three, probably four or 500 for something like that. Okay. Um, that would not be uncommon depending on where you're shopping, but you can also go, there are some shops. I know there's one here locally that's not as expensive as some of the others. Department stores can have some really nice stuff. Um, honestly, you can go online and get some stuff really cheap from like wish.com. Sheen. AliExpress. Sheen. Yeah, S-H-E-I-N. Some people say Sheen. I don't know. Sheen. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so there's some websites that you can go to and get stuff very inexpensively. Now, I would not expect the super cheap stuff to last forever, but it lasts long enough. And realistically, you don't have it on for that long anyway. Yeah. And so if you get my suggestion, if you want to do it inexpensively, is if you can splurge on one really nice set that makes you feel just amazing every time you put it on and you're just like yep this is it and then you can accessorize that and you know wear different if you have collars if you have like a little like a shawl any kind of like body jewelry you can kind of jazz it up with things like that you can also just get some of the cheap stuff some of that can look really really amazing on and it but it's also hit and miss. And so you might end up getting something for 10 bucks and you're like, nah, that doesn't work. Mm. If you have somebody you can give it to great. Otherwise, well, you've just spent $10 and it doesn't work. But you, most of the time I would say that I would say 80% of what I get online that's super cheap ends up working.
0: Yeah. And
2: so there's always, there's always going to be some things that don't, but you can get something like that and look really great and feel great in it. You can also take those things and jazz them up and switch it out. And especially if you get things in kind of same color families, you might be able, to styles and things, you might be able to kind of mix and match a little bit. But also think about how frequently you're wearing them. And probably for most people, if you have two or three or four outfits, that's enough because you're not going to wear them every night of the week, right? And often you're not seeing the same people again and again. And even so, I couldn't tell you what some of our best friends wore last time we saw them in lingerie. So...
1: I will, I will agree with that.
2: Like, so if they wear the same thing again yay. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: Uh, Especially if you're like, Oh, <laughs> like I got fucked in this last time. Oh no. What do? <laughs>
2: <fuck
1: me?" laughs> right. Yeah. It worked once it will likely work again.
2: Yeah. So I don't think it really matters if you wear the same things again and again. Yeah. Um, I think if you have a couple of things that you really like and that you feel great in, then it doesn't really matter how expensive it is.
1: I completely agree. And when we look at the fellas. My advice would be to find a, a style of underwear that you really like, that you feel looks good on you, whether it's bikini, uh, whether it's jock straps or or tank, like the trunk tanks, trunks, whatever, um, or boxers, boxer briefs, whatever. But find something that you're comfortable with and that you like. And then find one or two that have either an interesting pattern or something that's just a little different that will make you feel, give you a little more swagger, right? And so I'm going to say the the fellas have it a little easier here as well in that we don't have a lot of options on what we can do. But, you know, you still do your best, try, you know, try to look put together.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And also the other thing to think about is if you are going to a party or a club and there is a theme, you know, you can spend a lot to get costumes to go in and fit in with these themes. Also, you can do something very simple like a headband or a jewelry piece or even color schemes. So like angels and demons is a common one. And so just have little headbands with like devil horns or a halo or something, you know, you can find inexpensive accessories to kind of fit in with a lot of the different themes that are very common.
1: And they're definitely things you can reuse over and over, yeah. And over again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So while it, it it's, can be tempting to spend a lot on lingerie and, and on underwears for the guys, you don't necessarily have to. Yeah. There's so many websites out there now that have inexpensive things. There's like I said, there's a shop here in Sydney that tends to be less expensive than some of the others. Uh, and they have fun things. It's great. I've yeah. got a number of things from them.
1: And if you're looking for the costume-esque stuff, shop places right after Halloween. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just throw it in a bag or throw it in a suitcase and store it under your bed. And you'll have it for the next time you need something. That's a great way to get discount stuff is at discount times.
2: And also, if talking about costumes and things, go to your local Vinny's or Salvo's or whatever your local op shop is. And I, I'm sounding very Australian here, and I actually cannot even remember what the American equivalent is anymore. But...
1: <laughs> Fuck they're blue and they've got the hands like
2: salvation army salvation army places? and then there's I don't know what's yeah.
1: the blue one anyway right. anyway yeah. oh my god we 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 fully integrated <laughs> so Get out of my head
2: go to your local op shop um but you can go there and find accessory pieces and things again to jazz up and to kind of change up what you're wearing a little bit too you're thinking hard aren't you it's really driving me mad yeah. because yeah i can thrift see thrift store it. how about thrift store oh, okay. yeah. there we go yes everybody understands what that means
1: and you know what honestly to talk about thrift stores Talk, think about Macklemore. That's this is gonna. Um, this is a bit of a uh, a bit of a stretch, but bear with me. Go with me on this journey. In the song "Thrift Shop" or "Thrift Store," whichever, by Macklemore, he talks about going to a club where everybody's wearing the same expensive T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And I can say, having gone to OSS a couple of times, and seeing ladies in the exact same pair of very expensive underwear. Now, admittedly. The, the biggest place to buy lingerie here in Australia is Honey Burdett. Mm -hmm. So, and they have a limited number of things every season. I think it changes six weekly, in fact. But like, if you're one of those people that if somebody else is wearing the same thing that you're wearing, all you're going to do is compare yourself and feel bad. Maybe don't do that. Maybe go online and find something different or something that makes you feel sexy. That's not off the rack. Yeah. Um, And I say off the rack, I don't mean like custom, but like something different. So,
2: yeah,
1: I always think about (laughs) that because Honey Burdette is one of those stupidly expensive ones.
2: Yeah, they're well, they're not the most stupid expensive ones around, but they are expensive. Yeah, Yeah.
1: they're the most expensive of the shops. Yes, they are. Walk into. Yeah,
2: they're quite expensive and. But at the same time, like Bradford said, you very likely will at some point see somebody wearing either something that you have or that you may be wearing well, at something the moment. That you're wearing, yeah. And so you just you can't compare yourself, right? You just have to love who you, you do are. You. Yeah,
1: that's right. And if you, like Angela said, if you go to Kmart or you know, I guess in the states Target, mm. and you get something that's nice but also a day to day, there is nothing wrong with that. No. If 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 it makes you feel sexy, it will be sexy.
2: Also another way to do it now that I'm thinking a bit out loud, um, corsets can look really nice and there are some good places online where you can get inexpensive corsets and that's always a nice way to just kind of jazz up something that's a little bit more everyday. Yeah. Um, and look really good.
1: I love corsets with a pair of jeans. Mm. Corset with a pair of jeans. It's just like, woof.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And the main thing is just your attitude. You know, as long as you look good, you feel good, you, you feel sexy about yourself then that's going to show in your attitude and how you present yourself to others. And that's what people are going to notice more than like the actual clothing that you're wearing.
1: 100%. 100%. Mm. So one other thing that I had on my list, and I think it might be the last thing on my list. We'll see if your list is similar. Okay. Is accoutrement. Mm. Yes. What do
2: you consider accoutrement? (laughs) (laughs) Condoms,
1: lube, sex toys.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: So I... (laughs) I loved this. I found online, again, I don't remember where. I did a lot of researching today when I should have been working. Uh, (laughs) Fortunately, nobody I work with listens to my podcast. Uh, One of the values that was given for this, for condoms, was $1,000 a year.
2: How many condoms are you going through? That's what
1: I was wondering. So I did a quick search and found that on a, a very quick, like I just Googled, here's this much money, this many condoms. I Found that Durex was selling condoms for about 53 cents a condom. Okay, so at a thousand dollars, that is means you are using 1886.7 <laughs> condoms. I don't know how you'd use 0. 0.7 of that's condoms.
2: more than 100 condoms a month,
1: right? So, holy,
2: I look don't look, know look
1: who they were talking to, mm-hmm. or maybe they were like Louis Vuitton condoms, mm. Louis Vuitton, hashtag
2: trademark.
1: <laughs> um, like who uses that many condoms? We don't use, we never use that many condoms. And when we first started dating, we were not bareback and we were fucking a lot.
2: I, I'm just thinking that, it will, but especially I'm assuming if we're talking about the swinging lifestyle, you're probably not using condoms with your primary partner.
1: Probably not. You maybe. Let's even go, let's give them that.
2: Okay. So if you're using condoms with your everyday partner and then with other partners, I mean, let's be realistic, over a hundred a month, that's. More than three, probably four a day on average. So then the question is, are you having sex with your partner and other people that Three much? times a day. Yeah. It'd be more than, probably be four times a day. But yeah.
1: I'm happy rounding down.
2: Sure. If, sure.
1: If you are using this many condoms in a day, please let us know well, which condom brand it is. That way we can buy stock in that condom.
2: I was going to say, and I guess the question is on, on average as well, because if you go to a club, we've had those nights where you have two to three play sessions, so you're going to sure. go through multiple condoms, sure. right? But, yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't put condoms on each of my fingers. <laughs> like
2: maybe, maybe, maybe you're doing it wrong.
1: Maybe maybe <laughs> I should. Maybe that's a health and safety thing. But, like,
2: I remember... Blowjobs, if you're doing them for blowjobs. Even
1: then, I mean, like, that's a lot of condoms. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, condom.
2: I would tend to say that most people in the lifestyle do not use...
1: $1,000 of condoms a year? Yeah,
2: I would say 100 condoms a month. Because, again, most people are in committed relationships and they don't use them with their primary partner. Some do, but I would say the on average they don't. So then you're using them with additional partners and you're probably not going through that many.
1: Uh, yeah, I can't imagine.
2: What about like skins, like the non-latex? They're more expensive.
1: All right, fine. How much are they? I'll, I'll hold, please. Okay, so... This is what happens when you don't listen to Angela and just do what you want. I Googled the most expensive condom. (laughs) And? Lelo Hex. Oh, we've had those. We've had those. We've used those. Apparently, they sell a three-pack. Is that right? I'm sorry. Never mind. A Mm 36-pack for $35.
2: So a dollar at. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's still a thousand condoms. But yeah. right now, those condoms are 50% off. So it's only
2: 75,
1: <laughs> which makes them right at 50 percent fifty cents.
2: Yeah, so yeah. even okay. the
1: most expensive but Even ones, the most, yeah. According to Google. Yeah.
2: So, but basically, I mean, long and short of it is you may not spend a thousand dollars a year on condoms, but you will spend some. So, again, if you're looking at budgeting, think about how, you know. Oh, my God. Um, I'm sorry. Okay.
1: <laughs> if I'd scroll down a little bit. Louis Vuitton does make a condom. Oh. Did you know that the Louis Vuitton condom, which apparently I can't trademark Louis Vuitton? Do
2: they call it that? Please no, tell they me they don't. Them. Damn <laughs> it. Missed opportunity.
1: The most expensive condom in the world, which costs $68 US. Wow. um, There it is. There's a picture of it.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, that looks like a Louis Vuitton.
1: Like I'm going to screenshot this so that I can post it to our Discord. Uh Um, I'm not even going to explain it. I'm just going to post it (laughs) and they'll understand it when this episode airs.
2: Yeah. So if you're looking at $68 per and a thousand dollars a year, that's only 14.7. So we'll say 15 condoms. So, I mean, that's reasonable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, can you imagine if, (laughs) if like somebody pulled out that and was like, I'm going to fuck you with this. I'd be like, um, could you fuck me with this one and just give me the 50
2: bucks? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> here's a box. Give me the fifty dollars re- remaining.
2: So, so as I was saying, uh, the, the, if you are looking at costs and budgeting and things like that, and you're you know you have to you do have to consider the cost of condoms and lube and lube can depending on what you get, I would say definitely splurge for nice lube because the cost difference between cheap lube and nice lube is not really that much, but the quality there's a huge jump in.
1: Oh yeah. Um listen to our episode on lubes. Um what's the word that means how much salt in it? Do you remember that?
2: Um osmolality.
1: Yeah. Osmolality. You want you don't want osmolality. <laughs> um it's not a wizard of osmolality <laughs> nor is it an australia moality. <laughs> Just go back and listen to that episode.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I would say definitely don't skimp out. Condoms and lube are places that you do I mean Within reason, you don't want to do Louis Vuitton condoms, maybe necessarily all the time, but I would say you have to judge. (laughs) But I would say definitely make sure you have condoms that are comfortable and that are good for you and good quality loop. Those I would not skimp out on because ultimately the cost of them is not really that much. Um, So definitely pay up for that. And then you mentioned toys. So toys, as we know, can be inexpensive or quite expensive. And, but at the same time, you don't necessarily always have to incorporate them. And so it, that's more of a, I think that's just a personal choice. That's not necessarily a swinging lifestyle thing.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we've noticed, oh, me. we've known a lot of people who bring toys to the clubs.
2: Yeah. But because, you don't, you know, don't have to. No, you, right? absolutely. Yeah. You not.
1: Know, it's completely up to you. So yeah, you're right. It could be free. Um, mm-hmm. We were, you know, cucumbers are only so expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, just make sure it gets a cucumber with a flared base.
2: But I will say arguably and, and this is definitely not a a complete total statement but and arguably the more that you are exposed to the swinging lifestyle to sexual people sexual encounters and and kind of the more that you widen your circle and your knowledge probably the more curious you're going to be about different toys and the experiences that they can give you so that might then kind of spark a new hobby
1: are you saying it's a slippery slope
2: yeah yeah, you might have a new hobby of, like, collecting all the sex toys.
1: Angela, that is your hobby. <laughs> don't,
2: I know. Don't,
1: don't push your hobby on other people.
2: I actually need to replace a few that are dying and dead, and it's that time of year again. Wah, wah. Time of two years or three years. They, they they have a life. They have a lifespan.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, they do have a lifespan, but some of them, some of their lifespans are shortened due to heavy use.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for that.
1: <laughs> no, no, nor should you. So I think that sort of wrapping up, like we, there, there's a lot of money that can be spent in the lifestyle. And I completely appreciate what this listener was suggesting saying, Hey, it's expensive because we didn't, we talked a bit about it, but we don't have experience. So we can't talk a lot about it. If you have children and you have you know, you need to, babysit, to babysit and mind the children. But like we keep saying our secret spot needs to open a daycare next door.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> but like it's it's one of those things that it, it maybe you make friends. Maybe you do make friends that are also play friends. And when you want to go out, they watch the mm. your kids. And when they want to go out, you watch their kids. And then you all get together on the weekends. And, you know.
2: Well, I was going to say that that is one thing that. Not starting out in the lifestyle, but after you're in the the swinging world for a while, you do, I guess it all depends on how you do swinging, right? Like if you're just like, we just want to play at the club and that's it, or go out on a date and play with people and that's it. Yeah. We don't necessarily want to be friends with them, but that's kind of where we started. And then we ended up being friends with these people that we were sleeping with. And then the friendship develops into more and more and more. And also you meet their friends in the lifestyle. And so that also can make it less expensive as well. If you are pre-vetted. Well, they're pre-vetted. And at some point, like we haven't been on, on RHP actively in a while because we're meeting people through friends, through the club as well. But that our circle has widened enough and we're still meeting new people within that circle. And so like that kind of takes away that cost right there. And again, you know that if they're friends with somebody that you're friends with, they're probably going to be good people yeah. or something that at least you're interested in on some level. Um, so that, that changes the dynamic as well. And so it, I guess it, it, you know, your journey is going to evolve as you go through and that will change the, the costs that are required, both time and money, I would say.
1: Yeah. And it's, I, I'm going to go back again to the very beginning, which is where we talked about the websites. I'm going to say, once again, you can do the websites for free, but that cost will then be time and effort and patience. And if you are one of those folks that can be patient and don't mind doing things slowly, then absolutely go for that. Mm. It's, um, yeah, but it is something that, yeah. like everything else, there's always a cost.
2: And frequency. You know, how frequently yeah. do you do this? And to what degree. So I think the main thing is just to really have a good handle on what it is that you want to invest into this lifestyle or hobby or whatever degree it is for you. How much do you want to invest both time and money? And then be honest and open with your partner about it. So that way you're both on the same wavelength and one person doesn't expect something vastly different than the other person.
1: Yeah. And one thing that we didn't even talk about was events. Mm. Like we didn't talk about the, the, the getaways, the yeah. the resort takeovers, and we we're actually doing one. Uh, you know, the the going to desire, going to mm-hmm. the one in Jamaica, um, hedonism, hedonism. You know, going to those places. There's that's a big cost, mm-hmm. and if you're in Australia, it's a fucking huge cost because yeah. you're paying for the flights as well, and the flights are often more expensive than the the stay at the resort itself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but again, if you're bundling that into just a holiday for you, and again, this is different with people that might have kids, right? but without kids, it's like, oh, look, that's our holiday, and so that's our vacation for the year or whatever, but if you have kids, then you might still need to have a family holiday, so it it can add up, yeah.
1: And I totally appreciate, like I said, what the listener was saying, but I do think there are ways that you can cut costs and kind of sneak things in, if you will. And still have a good time. And still have a great time, Yeah. And so I think if you're trying to be more economical, start with the websites, start with the meet and mingles, start with the munches, start with these groups. There are plenty of Facebook groups out there. Your mileage may vary, but so.
2: And I also think it's as well when you're talking to people and you do get to the point of meeting up and things, be honest, because we had a couple when we were saying, hey, let's meet up for drinks or dinner or something, whatever the first meet was we had with them. And they were like, hey, we just want to go for burgers and wings, like just something inexpensive just to have a good time. We'd rather, you know, focus on the conversation. Yeah. And so it it was that expectation of we're not going to go to a super fancy restaurant or do something. We did. We went and we got wings and it was great. And we're still f- quite good friends with them. Um, but I think just, you know, even just throwing something like that out, that some place that maybe that you want to go to that, you know, isn't super expensive.
1: Yeah. And I think that you and I have kind of gone through both of these. We've gone through the more expensive. We've gone through the Mm -hmm. less expensive. And we've done the things where I can remember times where we were going to the club two nights a week, three nights a week, and that would start to add up. And we were at that time paying for RHP. We were doing all the stuff, but now we've kind of gotten back to the you know, again, I know we host our own parties, Bradford, Mm -hmm. but like you start something like that, start working with your local, if, if that's something that you want to do and you want to make it cheaper, again, it's a lot more work because it's a lot more time and effort, but maybe there's a party that you want to do, or maybe you want to host house parties or something like that. You can still do that. Mm. And then it becomes cheaper per minute, I suppose, but like it, There's still that cost of effort. Yeah. But like right now, we don't do a lot. We don't pay for, we don't have an RHP presence. Mm -hmm. We don't pay for any of the other apps. All of our play now really happens amongst friends.
2: It's organic now. And it's,
1: yeah, it's just a friends that we, our friend circle is all sexy friends. Mm -hmm. So if that's where you want to go, that's, you know, it takes effort, but you can make it there. And suddenly it becomes a lot cheaper. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... How do you save your money? How do you spend your money? We'd love to hear about it. You can message us on Instagram, on Facebook, or on Twitter. We are at by the by podcast. You can email us the atoms of love at gmail.com, or you can go to our website. We are www.bytheby.com.au, and then go to our contact us page and you can message us right through there. Angela, any final thoughts? What's a, fact about you because apparently people actually do listen to the end of the (laughs) after last week's 10 toes and somebody stated that congratulations Bradford you have the average number of toes and I will say that is not correct because the average means that there are people who have less toes and you have to include those so then if it's an average number is 10 that means that somebody who has lost two toes somebody else has to have more toes so like I'm just saying it's not the average number of toes
2: no it it is the the typical that we're usually born with, but it is not the average, yeah,
1: so Angela, mm-hmm. what's a little fun fact about you.
2: I have brown eyes
1: you do have beautiful i'm I'm
2: a brown eyed girl.
1: she is a brown-eyed girl. <laughs> she's got three brown eyes
0: <laughs> How up?